Hello, friends, and welcome back to the fifth and final episode of my Bundle Like a Boss podcast mini series. So, today I want to make this super actionable for you. If you haven't listened to the previous four episodes, I recommend that you go and listen to them now. I did my best to keep them short, snappy, and jam packed full of value. So, go and listen to those previous four episodes so you have a really good idea about what kind of bundle you want to create, what kind of problem you want to solve for your ideal client, some of the challenges that you might come up against, and how to overcome come them, as well as the intention behind creating relationships that are connected with your new subscribers and the contributors for your bundle. But today, for the last episode, I wanted to take you through exactly how to plan your own bundle and what you can do today to get started. So you might be surprised, but on average, it takes me approximately 10 hours to host a bundle event. Now, given I might be a little bit more experienced than you are right now, but in this episode, I want to share with you those exact steps that you need to host your own bundle in the second half of this year. Now, I like to keep things simple. I like to keep things easy. As a mum to two little boys, I don't have a stack of time to waste on things. So you know that by doing it my way, you're going to be doing it the quickest way possible for the biggest results, which heck, I am all for that. So grab your pen and paper and I'm going to take you through my bundle like a boss dashboard. I will be taking you through step by step what I do, what I go through. So Let's get started. Now, firstly, I want you to start to think about this about four weeks out from your event. If you are like me, you've got other things going on, you've got a busy life, you might have children, you're running a business, you're a wife, friend, fill in the gaps, right? You've got other stuff going on. Even though the actual planning, creating, hosting itself only takes me about 10 hours, I like to do it about four weeks in advance. Now, the reason I do that is because you want your contributors to be able to promote it as well and you don't know what else they're doing. Now, this is especially true if you want to do a bundle in what is the peak seasons, which is normally your new year season at the start of the year. And then again, your August, September, October seems to be really popular as well. So if you're doing a bundle around those times of the year, I would recommend starting four weeks out, mainly so you can give your contributors enough notice to plan out space in their promotional calendar to be able to share the word. Remember, back in episode three, I talked about those organic marketing efforts and supporting and providing everything that your contributors need to share about the event was one of the main ways that we spread the word for free. So we want to make sure that we give them enough time and enough space to be able to pencil that week out to be able to send the emails, share it on social, do all the things, right? So about four weeks before the bundle event, this is what you're going to do. So you're going to decide what kind of bundle you want to host. Do you want to host a free bundle? Do you want to host a paid bundle? Now, this whole mini series, we've been talking about free bundles because if your goal is to grow your email list quickly, to grow your audience quickly, a free bundle will do that for you. Now, as I've mentioned in the very first episode, a free bundle is when a recipient just has to enter their name and email address to access all of the resources. A paid bundle is where they have to pay some money to access all the resources, right? So you would have seen these online where it might be $47, $97, and they get $5,000 worth of resources. So the difference is how much they're paying, but it's also the goal that you have for your event. So if your goal is email list growth, a free bundle is the way to go. If you're like, Kylie, my email list is pretty good, but I need money, a paid bundle, of course, will get you more income. So decide what kind of bundle you want to host is the first step. Then I want you to define your bundle ideal client. Now, this will be the same as the ideal client for your business. For example, my ideal client for my bundles are female entrepreneurs that want to be more visible generally. And that's the same ideal client that I have for my business. If you're in a more general niche and you want your bundle to be more tailored, more specific, perhaps your ideal client for your business is mums of toddlers. And perhaps a bundle you're going to be doing is 
is mums of toddlers that have strong-willed children. See how you can just niche it down a little bit more. So when people say the riches are in the niches, I do actually agree with that. I think that the more niche down and the more specific we can be with things like this, the more successful they will be, especially if you were doing something in a time where it is peak season, right? Around August, September, October, or January, February, where there's a lot of collaborations, a lot of summits, a lot of bundles, a lot of things going on. It's almost like everyone wants to either end the year strong or start the year strong. So if you're doing a collaboration, a bundle during that season, then you want to be really specific so that your ideal client will see it and go like, yes, out of the 10 things that have come across my desk today, that's the one that I need to go to. So you're going to define your bundle ideal client. Next up, you're going to define the problem that your bundle will solve. So like I said, with that example for the toddler mum, you're going to be really specific about what problem they will solve. So let me give you an example. The most recent bundle that I hosted was called the Empowered Mumpreneur Bundle. And just as it sounds, it was for female entrepreneurs that were raising their kids while they build their business. My exact ideal client for my business. So this bundle was full of resources to empower them to have the summer of their dreams without losing momentum in their business. Because that was something that I was seeing a lot of chatter about online was these women about to go into summer break in the States, in the US. And they were terrified. They were terrified of how they were going to balance everything, how they were going to still show up and be the mom that gets to play without actually pressing pause on their business, right? So that was the specific ideal client and that was the specific problem that my bundle was solving. So I want you to think about that for steps two and three. Your bundle ideal client, who is it? And what problem will your bundle solve? Next, you're going to decide on the title and tagline. Now, I don't want you to get stuck on this too much. I like to use a bit of AI for this to brainstorm exactly how to make something catchy, something snappy, right? But don't get stuck on it too much. People don't pay that much attention to the title. The tagline, I believe, is more important because the tagline will talk to the transformation that they will receive from being a part of the bundle, being a part of the collaboration. It's going to talk more to who they want to be and the problem that you're solving for them. So you're going to come up with your title and your tagline, and then you're going to decide on your preferred bundle tech. Now, if this is your first time doing it, I want you to keep it simple. I want you to think of the tech that you're already using and how could you repurpose that and use that to host a bundle. Keeping in mind, you don't actually need that much. You need an email service provider that can tag everyone and automatically send emails. You need somewhere to host the sales page where they'll sign up. Ideally, that should integrate with your email service provider so that you don't need to use another like Zapier or something. You want it to be able to integrate so they can put their name an email address in that page and your email service provider knows straight away and tags them and sends them their first email. And then you just need a gifts page. So you need a page, hey, it could be in a Google Doc. You just need a page with all of the resources, the links to everyone's signup pages, graphics and a blurb, right? So it can be super simple. Start with what you have. See if you enjoy putting these on. You might do it and hate it. And heck, I don't want you to go and invest in something new if you're not going to be continuing to use it. What a waste of money. We're not here for that. So start simple, start scratching. Try to let go of that perfectionism that might be an undercurrent for you, as I know it is for me. Try to let go of that. Just try something with what you have now and then know that the next time you can perfect it, the next time you can make it better. Start with what you've got and don't let this bit stop you. So the next thing I want you to think about is the URL and support email address that you'll use. So again, this is something that I like to do, but you don't have to do this. I like to buy a cheap domain from GoDaddy, from one of the you know many domain 
main hosts out there. And then I like to redirect it to my sales page. So for example, the Empowered Mumpreneur Bundle, the Empowered Mumpreneur Bundle.com. My very first one, the Goal Getter Biz Bundle, the Goal Getter Biz Bundle.com. I actually just bought Kylie Kelly Bundle.com and I'm just going to use that for all of them rather than having a million different URLs that I've purchased for one specific bundle, right? So think about what you want that to look like. Again, you don't need to do this step. It does make it easier, I think, for your contributors to remember what URL it is to promote when it comes time to promote. And it just looks neater and cleaner and prettier, right? So I like to do that. And then just set up a redirect to the sales page on Thrivecart, which is where I host them. But wherever your sales page is, whether it is Kajabi, WordPress, Squarespace, whatever it is, you could just set up a redirect to that page. And then the support email address. Do you just want to use your normal email address? Do you want to create one that's support at, questions at? Do you want to create a specific email address? Little pro tip, I haven't done it before, but I think going forward, I'm going to start to do this just in case there are difficult conversations that come up. I haven't had any yet, but as my audience grows and I hear from other people that have large audiences, this seems to be a thing. You know, you're inviting more people into your world. So sometimes you get feedback that is tricky to handle. So by having like an admin at or a support at means that I can just put a bit of a support hat on and they don't need to know it's me. It could be an admin assistant. It could be a VA. It could be somebody else having to have these conversations, which as an introvert just makes me feel more comfortable. But for some of you listening, that might not even be an issue. So you might not need or want to change that. So I just wanted to flag that, but you're going to decide on your URL and whether you're going to have a specific support email address that you'll use. Then you're going to write your bundle one page to pitch with. So what I like to do is get down in a Google doc exactly what's in my head about the bundle, who it will help, how it's going to run, what kind of contributors you're looking for, whether it'll be free or paid, all the details. And then that's what I send out when I'm trying to garner interest for it. When I'm looking for contributors and they want more information, I will send them that and I create a form in Airtable for them to sign up with. So normally I'll put that Airtable link at the bottom of the form, makes it super simple. And that way they can get a really good idea on what it's going to be without me having to do like another website page or sales page or anything like that. So I just use a Google doc. So I would brainstorm that and write it out, create the application form that they'd need to sign up. And as I said, I use Airtable for that, super simple. I then brainstorm a list of ideal contributors to pitch. So remember, you want contributors that are going to have your ideal client in their audience. We don't wanna just do bundles with our friends. We don't wanna just partner with people that we know will say yes. We wanna partner with people that also serve our ideal client. Now, let me just mention here as well, they can almost do exactly what we do. They can almost be our competition, if you will. I believe that there's more than enough to go around. So that's not something that I kind of buy into, but it can be. So as an example, the very first bundle that I did, one of my friends, Mara Riopold, she pretty much does exactly what I do. And she was in the first bundle and it was fantastic. We got to really leverage each other's audiences. She made sure that she was putting in something that was different to what I was putting in. And it worked really, really beautifully. So just because somebody might do the same thing that you do, don't discount them from actually being a part of your collaboration, of your bundle. Reach out to them, create a beautiful working relationship with them, right? And then just make sure that they're putting in a resource that's different to what you're putting in. And it'll be a beautiful way to leverage each other's audiences. So brainstorm a list of your ideal contributors and then start sending out pictures. And it doesn't have to be like scary. Can I just say, you will be surprised at how many people say yes. You'll be surprised at 
the momentum that your bundle gets quite quickly because bundles are easy to be a part of. Bundles don't take a lot of work for somebody to contribute to and they are all the rage, right? You see them everywhere. So you'll be surprised at how many people say yes. So don't get stuck in your head about this. Write a pitch out. My number one tip of advice with this is to be personal. I don't like to send cold pitches. I will write the list of contributors and then I'll jump online and stalk them a bit on Instagram and be authentic, be genuine, be human and actually try to create some kind of relationship or awareness so they at least know me by the time that I pitch them. And then when I send a pitch, sometimes I even just send it in the Instagram DM so they can hear my voice, they can hear my excitement. I can just keep it simple and be like, hey, Lucy, I love what you're doing. I found you a few weeks ago and I've been diving into all of your content and I love what you're about. I think my audience would love you. I was wondering, would you like to collaborate with me on something that I'm creating soon? Let me know. It's going to be a bundle. These are the dates. If you're interested, hit reply. Let me know and I'll send you more details. Keep it simple. Keep it friendly. Keep it genuine. Don't get weird and you'll be fine. The next thing I want you to do is write your bundle signup page. So it's just going to be a skeleton at this point because you're not going to have the list of contributors finalized. You're not going to have any of that stuff. But I want you to get the bones there so it saves you time later on when you're trying to organize all the other pieces. So write your bundle signup page. Remember to lead with the title, the tagline. I love to do a mock-up of all the resources because it's really visual. I think it's important to cater to different people's learning styles and visuals are very important to get get attention and they do increase your conversions. So I encourage you to have a mock-up of all the resources as well eventually on there. But make sure you're speaking to the pain points. Make sure you're speaking to the problem that your bundle will solve. Make sure that you are speaking to your ideal client, how they speak, what they talk about, meet them where they're at, let them see what this bundle could do for them. And then I want you to list out eventually all the resources that are included with a simple opt-in at the bottom. Now, I want you to keep in mind as well that this first time will be the hardest. All of these things that I've been talking about, once you've done this once, it will be so much easier the second time around. You'll be able to just replicate things, duplicate things, and then copy and tweak the messaging and the titles and things like that. So this first time will be the hardest, but I promise once you've got this done once, it gets so much easier. So after that, you're going to then integrate your email service provider with your sales page. Like I've already mentioned, you want your email service provider to tag that recipient that signs up for your bundle automatically and send them that first email with the link to the gift page. So you need to integrate those. I would be creating a tag or a segment for your bundle recipients and I would just title it the name of your bundle. And then you're going to create your thank you page. So somebody signs up, what happens next? Create a thank you page to say, hey, thanks so much for signing up and being a part of the bundle. I'm stoked that you're here. Check your inbox in the next five minutes for all the details on how to access your resources that kind of thing. And then you're going to write your promotional swipe copy for your contributors. So what I actually do here is a little bit of a trick. I write all my promotional copy. So I think about the emails that I'm going to write to my email list. As we talked about back in episode three, I think about those. I write them for myself and then I tweak them for my contributors. So where I might be telling a story, I'll remove the story and say, insert story about a specific thing here, right? So you're going to be writing your own promo copy and then tweaking it. And I put it into a Google Doc. So you can just share the link for your contributors. They can copy and paste it, personalize it and send it. And it keeps it super simple. So when you're thinking about all these things to do, try to simplify as much as you can. Write your own emails first. Use them as a template. Copy and paste them into a Google Doc. 
and then take out anything that's super specific to you that they would need to replace. It will save you stacks of time to do it that way. The other preparation thing you're going to need to do is creating all the promo graphics. So create some main promo graphics in Canva. I like to do some contributor specific ones as well, just so that they've got something a bit different to share. And again, once they're created in Canva, I just upload them to Google Drive so I can share a link and they have access to all the graphics as well. Now that was a lot. I know that was a lot. I know that your list is probably looking pretty full, but that is the bulk of what you need to do. Other than that, it's all finalizing. So then I normally suggest two weeks before the event, you're continuing to pitch more contributors if space allows. You create or finalize that gift delivery page. You schedule your own promo emails. You finalize the bundle contributors. Then you're finalizing the contributor specific promo graphics finalizing the sign up page, finalizing the gift delivery page. I like to send out coming soon blurbs in my emails and share coming soon graphics on my social media. So you're doing that. And then one day before the bundle event, you're just testing it's all working, test all the tech, do a few dummy rounds to make sure it's good to go. You're going to send an email to your contributors, reminding them that it starts tomorrow, reminding them where all the links are to their promo graphics, their swipe copy, what link is it for the people to sign up to it. You're going to be doing that. And then you're going to be breathing, getting an early night, being excited, pulling an affirmation card, setting goals, doing all the fun things, having a glass of wine. So my bundles go from five to seven days. I found that's the sweet spot. During the live event, the tasks are pretty minimal and pretty repetitive. So the very first day, you'll send an announcement email to your own email list to let them know that this thing is here, right? You'll do an announcement post on social media. You'll post in any Facebook groups that allow promotion. And then at night, you'll send a wrap-up email to the contributors to share the stats, to let them know how it's going going to remind them where all the links are. You'll check all the tech is working and then that's day one. Now throughout the event I do like to highlight a handful of resources on social media. So day two you might post a few Instagram stories highlighting the resources with the link to to sign up for the bundle and then you'll just be sending an email at the end of the day to the contributors giving them an update, giving them the links again in case they need them and throughout the bundle week you're just going to be monitoring that inbox for customer support questions for anyone that can't register or is having problems or you'll just be looking. I never have too many emails. I think I've only ever had a handful of people where maybe a coupon code fell off or things like that but you just want to be monitoring that so you can be getting back to people as soon as possible Um, day three I do a little PS mention to my own email list again you might want to highlight some more resources on social media in the evening another email update to your contributors and then monitoring the inbox for customer service questions so you see it's really repetitive when you're in the event it is literally doing what you can to promote sharing some things updating the contributors each evening and monitoring that inbox for your customer service questions. That is what's gonna happen during the event itself. Once the registration period is done, so post-registration, the main thing you need to do is turn that sign-up page to a wait list. Now, a little pro tip, but I always am a little bit slow to do this. I might give it an extra 24 hours just so that any stragglers coming through still have a chance, mainly because I'm a bit of a last minute person myself. So I'm always jumping on at the 11th hour and I can appreciate that life gets in the way. So I always am a little bit slow to do this, but I would turn the sign up page to a wait list page, which simply is making sure that the funnel is turned off and I'd be tagging everyone that signs up through that form as now they're on the wait list. 
they just get an email to say, hey, you're on the wait list. Awesome. I'll let you know when I have more information for the next bundle. But by doing this, they're still being added to your email list. So if somebody has sent a, a late promotional email or maybe somebody has opened an email late or they've seen something that's been on social media, but even though it's expired and they're just going to give it a go, they will enter their details for the wait list and they'll still be added to your email list. So I feel this is a great way to still make sure that you're getting those last few people that might go through and want to be on the wait list for next time. Then you'll be sending that weekly reminder email to recipients to remind them to go and sign up for all the resources while everything's still active before the coupon codes expire, before the links expire. And you'll be sending the contributors a thank you email with reminder of final dates, reminder of how long the recipients have before the bundle actually closes for good. That's the post-registration, right? So that is all you need to do after registration has closed before the sign-up period ends for the recipients. And then when everything is done and dusted, the 30 days is up, whatever period you've set, but everything is done. You've given the recipients plenty of time to go in and grab the resources that they wanted. Everything is done and dusted. All I want you to do is email everyone that signed up for that bundle and remind them who you are, remind them what you do, remind them what problem you solve, perhaps have one of those super signatures that we spoke about on the last episode at the bottom of your email, and then pop them into your normal regular email content. Don't do anything special with them. Don't send them a welcome sequence. Don't do anything where they're going to get an aggressive amount of emails. Remember that they're cold traffic. Remember that they didn't know you before this bundle. They've just been through, they've had an amazing experience, but they've also been added probably to 20 other email lists. So their inbox will be full over the next little while. So I would just be sending them your normal weekly, bi-weekly content that you send out to your regular email list. If you do have a launch or something planned for directly after or around the same time that the bundle wraps, I would hesitate to include these people in it. Either exclude them altogether or give them a bit of a warning. And in that email where you're like reminding them that you are the host and this is what you do, you could put in the PS like, hey, I'm about to launch this program that I do once every six months. This is what it's about. If you don't want to hear about this, click here and I'll make sure I don't send you those emails. Or conversely, you could put, if you do want to hear about this, click here and I'll make sure you get all of those emails. So you could just give them a little bit of a warning so that they know that they're going into a launch period where the emails generally are a little bit on the heavy side. So you're going to be doing that. I want you to thank your contributors. I want you to let them know the final numbers. I want you to be super grateful that they were a part of it and make sure you tell them that you would love to collaborate with them in the future. Invite them to do more together because this is the start of a beautiful relationship. And then lastly, I want you to write your own bundle debrief while it's fresh, while you've got the numbers doesn't have to be fancy, can be in a journal, can be in Google, can be in a Google Doc, can be in a Google Sheet, can be somewhere else, wherever it makes sense for you. I want you to do your own debrief. I want you to write down how you did it, what you did, the numbers you saw, how it felt, what you would change, all the things. Because I can guarantee in three months time when you're thinking about doing something else, these things won't be fresh anymore, right? So we want to make sure that we are capturing them while they're fresh in your mind to make sure that even the next time it's the best that it can be. Okay, my loves, I know that that was a lot, but I wanted to give it all to you. I didn't want to leave any stone unturned so you could listen to this, go and take action. Remember, start with the first question. What kind of bundle, free or paid? Who is your ideal client? What problem will it solve? Create your title and tagline. Think about your tech. Just do it one step at a time and I promise you it's going to come together beautifully and it's going to be easy 
easier than what that just sounded, right? I know that sounded like a lot. I promise you it will come together beautifully. Now, if you want access to this dashboard, now the dashboard has video trainings, it has all the tools, swipe copy, templates, Airtable bases, everything that you need, plus examples of everything that I've done. If you want access to this, you'll find the link over on my website or in the show notes. It is just $47. It gets you this Google sheet full of everything, or you can join the Spotlight Club for $19 a month and it's included for free. So the link is over on my website. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out, but know that I'm cheering you on as you put together this free bundle. I know how magical it can be and I know how quickly it's going to build your email list and ultimately change your life. I know that sounds so cliche, but my email list and growing my audience this way really has changed everything for me. And I want that for you as well. All right. We'll be back next week with normal episodes. We have two episodes a week. Again, a guest episode on Tuesday, a solo episode on Friday. I love you loads. Thanks for sticking with me through this mini series and I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye for now. 